Chapter Four of Rose of the River by Kate Douglas Wiggin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Rose of the River by Kate Douglas Wiggin. Chapter Four. Blasphemous Swearin. Steve Waterman's an awful nice fella exclaimed Ivory Dunn just then. Stephen had been looking intently across the river, watching the Shapley side door, from which Rose might issue at any moment, and at this point in the discussion he had lounged away from the group, and moving toward the bridge, began to throw pebbles idly into the water. "'He's an awful smart driver, for one that don't follow driving the year round,' continued Ivory, "'and he's the awfulest clean-spoken, soft-spoken fellow I ever see.' "'There's been two black sheep in his family already, and Steve kind of feels as if he'd ought to be extra white,' remarked Jed Toll. "'You fellas that belong to the old drive remember pretty quick waterman well enough? Steve's mother brought him up.' "'Yes, most of them remembered the waterman twins, Stephen's cousins, now both dead. Slow waterman, so moderate in his steps and actions that you had to fix a landmark somewhere near him to see if he moved and pretty quick, who shone by comparison with his twin. "'I kind of forgot that pretty quick waterman was cousin to Steve,' said the underboss. "'He never worked with me much, but he wa'n't cut off the same piece of goods as the other watermans. Great hemlock, but he kept a cussin' dictionary. Pretty quick did. Whenever he heard any new words, he must have written down and then studied them all up in the winter time to use in the spring drive. Swearin's a habit that had ought to be practiced with terrible caution, observed old Mr. Wiley, when the drivers had finished luncheon and taken out their pipes. There's three kinds of swearin plain swearin, profane swearin, and blasphemous swearin. Logs they are just like mules. There's times when a man can't seem to rip up a jam in good style, without a few words is too strong for the infant classes in Sunday schools. But a man hadn't ought to tempt Providence. When he's riding a log near the falls at high water, or cutting the key log in a jam, he ain't no place for blasphemous swearing. Just a little easy, perlite dam is about all he can risk, if he don't want to get drowned and have his ghost walk in the river banks till kingdom come. You and I, Long, was the only ones that seemed pretty quick go, wasn't we?" continued old Kennebec, glancing at Long Abe Dennett, cousin to Short Abe, who lay on his back in the grass, the smoke-wreaths rising from his pipe, and the steel spikes in his heavy caulked-sole boots shining in the sun. "'There was folks on the bridge,' Long answered. "'But we was the only ones near enough to see and hear. It was so unexpected and so soon over that them as was watchin' upstream where the men was to work on the falls wouldn't a had time to see em go down. But I did, and nobody ain't heard me swear since, though it's ten years ago. I said it was rum and bravada that killed pretty quick waterman that day. The boys hadn't give him a dare that he hadn't took up. He seemed like he was possessed, and the logs was the same way. They was fairly wild, leaping around in the maddest kind of water you ever see. The river was bellin' high that spring. It was an awful stubborn jam, 
and pretty quick he'd been working on it since dinner. He'd clumb up the bank more'n once to have a pull at the bottle that was hid in the bushes. Interpolated Mr. Wiley. Like as not that was his failing. Well, most of the boys were on the other side of the river, working above the bridge, and the boss had called pretty quick to come off and leave the jam till morning, when they'd get horses and dog-warp it off, dog by log. But when the boss got out of sight, pretty quick just stood right still, swinging his axe, and blasphemin' so twould freeze your blood, vowin' he wouldn't move till the logs did, if he stayed there till the crack o' doom. Just then a great ponderous log that he'd been churnin' up and down in the falls for a week, got free and come blunderin' and thunderin' down river. Land, it was chock-full of water, and looked about as big as a church. It come straight along, butt end foremost, and struck that jam full force, so at every log and it shivered. There was a crack, the crack of doom, sure enough, for pretty quick, and one of the logs leapt right out and struck him just where he stood, with his axe in the air, blaspheming. The jam kind of melted and crumbled up, and in a second pretty quick was whirling in the white water. He never riz, at least where we could see him, and we didn't find him for a week. That's the whole story, and I guess Steve takes it as a warning. Anyway, he ain't no friend to rum nor swearin', Steve ain't. He knows pretty quick's ways shortened his mother's life, and you notice what a sharp lookout he keeps on Rufus. He needs it. Ike Billings commented tersely. Some men seem to lose their wits when they're working on logs, observed Mr. Wiley, who had deeply resented Long Dennett's telling of a story which he knew fully as well, and could have told much better. Now, naturally, I've seen things on the Kennebec. Three cheers for the Sarko! Hats off, boys! shouted Jed Toll, and his directions were followed with a will. As I was saying, continued the old man peacefully, I've seen things on the Kennebec that wouldn't happen on a small river, and I've been in terrible places and taken terrible risks, risks that would a turned old Sacco River man's hair white. But them is the times when my wits work the quickest. Now I remember once I was smoking my pipe when a jam broke under me. T'was a small jam, or what we call a small jam on the Kennebec, only about three hundred thousand pine logs. The first thing I knowed, I was shooting back and forth in the bilin' foam, hanging on to the end of a log like a spider. My hands was clasped round the log, and I never lost control of my pipe. They say I smoked right along, just as cool and placid as a pond lily. Why'd you quit driving?' inquired Ivory. "'My strength wasn't equal to it,' Mr. Wiley responded sadly. "'I was all skin, bones, and nerve. The company wouldn't part with me altogether, so they give me a place in the office down on the wharves.' "'That wasn't so bad,' said Jed Toll. "'Why didn't you hang on to it so as to keep in sight of the Kennebec?' "'I found I couldn't be confined under cover. My liver gave all out, my appetite failed me, and I wasn't worth a day's wages. I'd learned engineering when I was a boy, and I thought I'd try running on the road a spell, but it didn't suit my constitution. My kidneys aren't terrible strong, 
and the doctor said I'd have Bright's disease if I didn't get some kind of work where there wasn't no vibrations. Hard to find, Mr. Wiley, hard to find, said Jed Toll. You're right, responded the old man feelingly. Now I've tried all kinds of labor. Some of them don't suit my liver, some disagrees with my stomach, and the rest of them has vibrations. So here I sit, high and dry on the banks of life, you might say, like a stranded log. As this well-known simile fell upon the ear, there was a general stir in the group, for terrible Wiley, when rhetorical, sometimes grew tearful, and this was not a mood to be encouraged. "'All right, boss,' called Ike Billings, winking to the boys. "'You make a chalk mark where you left off, Mr. Wiley, and we'll hear the rest tomorrow. Only don't you forget nothing.' For the luncheon hour had flown, and the work of the afternoon was waiting for them. "'Remember t'was the Kennebec you were talking about?' "'I will, indeed,' responded the old man. "'As I was saying when interrupted, I may be a stranded log, but I'm proud that the mark of the Gardner Lumber Company is on me, so that when I get to my journey's end, they'll know where I belong and send me back to the Kennebec. Before I'm sawed up, I'd like to forget this trifling brook in the sight of a good-sized river.' and rest my eyes on some full-grown logs, instead of these little damn pot-stems you boys are playing with. End of chapter 4